Psalm 102. 102. God bless you for your faithfulness. God bless you for everything you do to be an encouragement. I thank God for people that are just, their minds made up, they're going, they're going to be encouraging. They've made a choice to be encouraging. Because there's a lot of things in this world that are trying to pull us down. So thank God for friends that are just trying to build us up. Amen. Hallelujah. Psalm 102. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord, for just the life, the spirit that is in it, God, and that you had planted in our hearts, God. Lord, I'm asking you to minister through your word. God, speak clearly to every heart and every life here. God, that we would have strength for this battle that every one of us, I believe, faces at times, God. Help us, Lord, I pray, to just hear your voice, God, and draw us a little bit closer. Give us more strength, God, and help us, Lord, to be everything you've called us to be. We love you so much, Lord. We ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Psalm 102, verse 1. says, Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come unto thee. Hide not thy face from me in the day when I am in trouble. Incline thine ear unto me in the day when I call. Answer me speedily. For my days are consumed like smoke, and my bones are burned as in a hearth. My heart is smitten and withered like grass so that I forget to eat my bread. By reason of the voice of my groaning, my bones cleave to my skin. Verse 6 says, I'm like a pelican of the wilderness. I'm like an owl of the desert. I watch and am as a sparrow alone upon the housetop. God bless you. You can be seated. This psalm starts out before verse 1. There's a heading that says a prayer of the afflicted when he is overwhelmed and poureth out his complaint before the Lord. I spoke today this afternoon at the Margaret Malhome and, and, and told those people that, that there have been times in my life where I can say, Without a doubt, I've been overwhelmed. Situations and circumstances that were beyond my control just seemed so insurmountable. Just, and no matter how much faith you may have, no matter how much you know God, you're going to take care of me when this is all said and done. Sometimes the emotions, the feelings of it aren't always just that easily dealt with. And you carry a burden with you. I'm glad in the Bible that the Word of God does not candy coat our experience. There is an honesty in the Word of God that is so much greater than, than all of the motivational speakers and writings that there are that that God gives us honesty from men and women in the word of God that that have a walk with God that are his children but face great adversity and he says 
He was afflicted. He was overwhelmed and poured out his complaint before the Lord. We're not talking about having a, a murmuring attitude, a complaining attitude, but, but thank God we can come to God and say, Lord, I, I'm going to pour this out to you. I'm going to pour this out in honesty to you. I'm going to allow you to hear the truth of what I'm dealing with. You know, God can handle that. I know a lot of times, maybe you've been there. I've been uh, as a younger Christian here, and sometimes it was hard for me to recognize when I when I met with people that were dealing with doubts or 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 maybe even anger. That uh, I've realized now that if you go before God and He can handle that. We don't have to worry about that. We can just let God be God. He'll, he, can, he, can, he can defend Himself. Amen. He can, he, he can defend Himself. He can, he can help you see, praise God, just where, where your attention needs to be focused. If you can handle it. You know, Job had to really, a man that was righteous, had to really get, get rebuked by God. I mean, he, he he got hammered. Really, God God just just laid it out there, and and Job was able to say, you know what, I needed that. I spoke about things I didn't understand. I thought I was righteous. I thought I had it all together. I thought I had some things figured out. And you know what? I I realize I'm just I'm just dust. I I need God. Amen. God. God can handle your doubts. God can handle your fears. God can handle your, your anger. But, but He's going to help you. Amen. He, he's not just going to comfort you in your sorrow as much as He's going to help you, strengthen you, and get some things. Sometimes in those times of shaking of our faith, He can get some things in order. Amen. Can work some things out. This psalm is, is not unlike a lot of psalms where... The psalmist is afflicted. The psalmist is going through hard trials and battles. In this battle, he is facing a very real adversary that we want to spend a little bit of time talking about. Uh, it may not be just evident at first. Uh, he mentions here in verses 6 and 7 the pelican, the owl, and the sparrow. Birds. And... I'm not going to take the time to just really delve into each one of these species of birds and what that might apply to tonight. That's not my point. That's not how God gave me this. And I want to be very clear. I didn't come to preach a masterpiece. But God poured this into my heart earlier this week. And just began to not only take notes, but just begin to, to every single really point of, of this message, just pouring it into my heart. And we look at these birds and, and uh, the meaning and the symbolism behind their species may, may not be evident, but each one of them is in a specific situation. They're alone. Pelican is in the wilderness, a place that's desolate, a place that's empty. The Bible talks about Jesus alone going into the wilderness 
being tempted of the devil. Amen? The Bible talks about the children of God spending time in the wilderness. It was a place that was not just where water and food was readily available. It was a place of testing. It was a place of trial. It was a place of emptiness. When Paul said, I, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. That means, you know what, I'm going to maintain my integrity. I'm going to walk in my faith when everything's going great. Or if I'm in the wilderness, I still know where my faith, my strength comes from. The pelican is in the wilderness. The owl is in the desert. Again, really a synonym of the wilderness, an empty place, a dry place, a barren place. Sometimes Christians go through dry places. Amen. We have to be like the tree planted by the water. We got to have to. We ought to have our roots down, or we can still get nourishment. And it talks about the sparrow alone upon the housetop. When I think of birds, I think of a flock. I, I think there's something here that says here's something that was made and known to be a part of a flock, but here they are. In a, in a barren place, in a dry place, alone. Loneliness sometimes is one of the greatest enemies a Christian can face. Loneliness is, as God began to speak to me earlier this week, is, is not necessarily an instance of being completely alone. You could be sitting in this crowd tonight though it's not a big, great big crowd, and be experiencing loneliness. Amen. You can feel at times like you're all by yourself when you look around and maybe the phone isn't ringing, there's no, nobody at the dinner table with you. But sometimes that people that have husbands and wives and families are some of the loneliness, loneliest people I've met. Because it doesn't necessarily mean that you are completely by yourself. But you can be extremely lonely when you feel like nobody understands you. Or maybe nobody is interested in understanding you. Sometimes that, that snowball can, can go down the hill and pick up traction and Start thinking about why, why someone doesn't take time to understand. Why some, somebody doesn't take time to listen. Loneliness is not an uncommon enemy in the Bible. Praise God. I'll turn to Matthew 26. I just have three simple things that I want to share with you that God's put in my heart. Matthew 26. It can be devastating. It can make you feel hopeless when you feel alone. Matthew twenty six thirty one says, Then saith Jesus unto them, Oh, ye shall be offended. You're going to stumble. You're going to backslide. You're going to run away is what he's saying. Because of me this night. For it is written, I will smite the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock shall be scattered abroad. He walked with these twelve for three and a half years, ministering, laboring, working together. But Jesus himself said, listen to me, when it gets down to it, and they arrest me, 
The Bible has already prophesied this. Y'all aren't going to stick around. You're going to turn your backs on me. You're going to run away. I prayed this prayer meeting by myself. You slept while I prayed in agony. And when they come for me, I'm going to have to go to that cross alone. Peter said, absolutely not. There's no way I'll die before I leave you. Later on, they all chimed in and said, oh, yeah, yeah, not just Peter. We're going to be with you all the way. There's no way you're going to do this by yourself. We're with you 100%. But Jesus already could feel the state of being alone even amongst the twelve. Amen. Times where Jesus was just so completely misunderstood. But yet, praise God, continued on. Times where he had to, as a man and as our example, had to go off and, and, and cry out in, in agony all by himself. This, I want to tell you, he understands. Jesus hung on that cross alone. He knows what it's like to feel forsaken. He knows what it's like to feel the loneliness of your dark hour. And Hebrews tells us because he's a high priest that has been tempted in all points just like us, he's able to minister to us. The Bible's very clear. Because he's tasted of these things, he can help us in our hour of need. I I know what we are like. I'll say I know what I'm like, and I feel like I know people enough that we share this in common. If I've got a problem, I don't want comfort. I want the problem to go away. Stop trying to comfort me. Stop trying to teach me. I just want to stop hurting. I want to stop feeling lonely. But sometimes the Bible says Jesus knows how to help us in these seasons of loneliness. See, God understands what we're facing, and God allows some things in our lives. Yes, He does. Some things in my life that I'd rather not partake of. Some things, I, some, a cup I'd just rather not taste. Amen? But God allows me, and He leads me in these paths. And He's got a purpose. He's got something that I I, I need to focus on. I need to get a hold of in those times. Let me first just start off by saying, listen to me, God understands. There's no temptation that's ever taken you. There's no challenge. There's no battle. There's no trial that's come into your life that is not common to man. Sometimes the most extroverted, the most friendly people that I've I've met, you talk to them and find out they've struggled with loneliness. Sometimes they're outgoing, joking, carrying on. It is a mask for the battle and the pain that they're dealing with. Absolutely. But I want to tell somebody here today, God knows. God sees your battle. God knows your trial. And He's walking with you. Like the brother said tonight, you're not alone. Not alone. Jesus walks with you. And He's able to minister to you. He's able to comfort you. He's able to help you in those seasons of loneliness. Psalm 68, verse 6. 
Hallelujah. Psalm 68. Verse 6 says, God. Somebody say God. God does it. God said it's the solitary. Those that are alone. God said of the solitary in families. He bringeth out those which are bound with chains, but the rebellious dwell in a dry land. Sometimes in our battle with loneliness, we're looking. Sometimes young people say there's nobody my age that's really really serving God. There's nobody that I can connect with that's that's maybe going through the same type of battle that I'm going through. Maybe sometimes as adults we look at and say, I, I don't understand why, why I can't uh, uh, find a, a husband or a wife. Or sometimes as a, even a married man or a married woman, why can't I find somebody that really understands what I'm facing? But you, can I tell you something? We set up these things in our minds and say, okay, this is the kind of friend I want. This is the, the kind of friend that, that foots the bill. And God's sending people around you to help you in this season. And you need to pay attention to what God's delivering. There's many times, young person, the best friend you'll have is not somebody going through the exact same battles that you are that sometimes can even pull you down, but somebody that might be a little older, a little bit more mature that might say, you know what, I know what you're facing. I've been through some things like that, but you know what, I can help you overcome it. I can help you be stronger. Amen. Hallelujah. Sometimes we have it in our minds, you know, I can just never... I can never be satisfied. I can never be fulfilled without a spouse, without a companion. Well, praise God. And probably a lot of folks that are married saying, I don't know how I'm ever going to be fulfilled now. Amen. Because you know something? You're never going to find what you need in a person. There's too many people looking for what God is trying to give them in somebody else. Amen. If you can't be satisfied and fulfilled in God, they're not going to do it. And that's the most unfair thing you can ever expect of anybody, to be God for you. Amen. See, there's times where God's putting you through a season to try to make you understand that God is your all in all. And when you make that... When you learn that, when you graduate from that class, maybe then and only then can God move you on to say, hey, now you can be the blessing that I've called you to be. I know. Sometimes uh, God has mercy on us in spite of us, of course. But it would be so much better for everybody who's single here today. You've heard me preach it many times. I'm going to keep on telling you. Hallelujah. Get satisfied in Jesus. Let your identity be in Him. Let your fulfillment be in Him. I'm not saying that it's wrong for you to, to want a husband or want a wife. I, I, not at all. I pray as much about that than as anything else that I pray about, that God's will would be done for every one of you in this house. Amen. I spend serious time saying, God, let your will be done. But hallelujah. If you're unhappy and God's trying to work some things in you, 
Hallelujah. And God's trying to settle you in some things. Get you to win some battles now. Amen. See, I need somebody to help me fight my battles. Sometimes you, you're, you're, you got it all backwards. Sometimes you need God to, to, to work in your life and give you some victories that you need. I know what I'm talking about. Amen. I know what God told me. Praise God. Sometimes you don't always need people your age. Similar situations. You've got to look at how God sets people in your life. Amen. Praise the Lord. You find somebody out there, oh, maybe I can change them. Maybe, I, hey, I want to tell you something. Get settled in God and let God set you in a family. Let God bring these things into your life. There may be just what you need right around you. Amen. There may be the answer to your prayers right there, but you push it away because you already got your mind made up on how it ought to be. Don't push others away. Make Be a friend. I, I don't care what you're going through, what, what you're facing. The Bible's the same for all of us. And I've found that sometimes we don't realize because of our hurt, because of our trials, because of our trouble, we, we don't fulfill the, the prerequisites of having a friend in our life. Because... God said very clearly, if you want friends, you've got to be friendly. Amen. And what I have seen in my life, and I've seen so many different ways, is people pushing people out of their lives. People being inconsiderate. People being self-centered. People pushing people away and then wondering, where are my friends? But if you'll humble yourself and say, God, help me to, to love people. Help me to be a friend. I know. I've been in times where I said, I could have really used a friend going through that, God. And he said, I was there for you. You're right. But what I feel like he's done for me is told me, you know what, you go be that friend. You be that friend to that other one that's got needs a friend. Amen. You be that one. You be the friend you wish you would have had. Amen. You start sowing friendship. Hallelujah. Sometimes you'll reap that friendship. I can sit down and say it's not fair, it's not right, or I can start sowing and laboring to be everything God wants me to be. Amen. But never, 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 let me back up and plow over this again. Don't ever expect somebody to be what God needs to be in your life. Amen. I can't be what God means to be in your life. There, there's no friend, there's no, nobody can be there 100%. There's going to be times that you're looking for something. If you're not getting it in God, people are going to disappoint you. Praise the Lord. I just thought you'd have everything just right, right where I needed it. Sometimes that's a, that ought to be your prayer life. Hallelujah. There's no, no husband, no wife, no friend that can be Jesus for you. Amen. Oh, they'll be like Him. But only God can, can be God. He's good at it, too. He's really good at it. Sometimes we have such false expectations. Sometimes we've set up in our mind just how it ought to be and what the time frame ought to be. Rather than saying, okay, God, I need to take this time. I'm fighting this battle. But, Lord, I need to take this time and say, God... 
you show me how my relationship needs to be. Because sometimes God sets us in these solitary places for us to, to learn and grow closer to Him. Amen. Sometimes we need to recognize that it's not, again, our time frame. It's not how we want to do it, but we need to stop and say, Okay, God, you lead on through this. And that's the hardest thing, to, to take Him by the hand when it hurts. Take Him by the hand when you're going through the valley. Amen? Well, praise God. Ecclesiastes 3. Help us, God. kind of just hinted to this last point quite a bit. But Ecclesiastes 3, verse 1, we're familiar with this. I'm sure a lot of us, to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. And then you have the next few verses about time to this and a time to that, seemingly contradictions. People say, well, look at this place in the Bible. God's doing this. In this place in the Bible, God's doing that. Yeah, there's a season. There's a season. Praise God. God deals with us in seasons. If you drop down, look at verse 11. He hath made everything beautiful in His time challenges for us to find the beauty in our season. The challenges for when we're hurting, when we're in the battle, being able to see the beauty in that. Amen? Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. See, the thing is, God does have seasons in our lives. And sometimes... We don't recognize. We could turn to 1 Corinthians 7. We're not going to right now. But it talks about the married and the unmarried. It talks about that unmarried. Not, not, not being distracted, but being focused on God. Amen. Being able to care for the things of the kingdom of God. There, there's, a, there's a season in your life. Sometimes there's some things that God is blessing you. And maybe you don't recognize it, but say, you know what? If you could just get right to this place that I'm leading you, then you could be the blessing you ought to be. Then you could be the answer. See, I, I kind of, I don't know. Hallelujah. Help me, Jesus, not to just vent on this crowd. But see, I, I've got children. I've got sons and daughters. And, and sometimes I've talked to people and they've expressed interest. And, and uh, praise the Lord, I've said, you know what? I've been praying for the will of God before this girl's ever breathed God's air. Do you think you're the answer to my prayers? Doing things the way you're doing them? Amen. Do you think you're the blessing I've been hoping and dreaming for? Because that girl deserves a blessing. Hello? Can I tell you something? If we could focus on being the answer to somebody's prayers. 
If we could focus on being that one that could have the strength and the identity in Christ before we expect that to blend with anybody else and become one flesh. If we could focus in on God, what's your plan for this season rather than get me through it and get my will accomplished, me, mine, or I'm going to cry and, and, and have a fit. No, God, I need you to show me. I'm hurting and it's hard, but I need you to show me the beauty in this season because God does take us through seasons. And there's too many times in this book that people have, have said, okay, God, I said this is what I want. And I'm not going to stop until I get what I want. And then they got what they wanted. And it wasn't the blessing. Amen. But if we can slow down and listen. We can slow down and pay attention and say, okay, wait a minute, God. This isn't easy for me. See, the Bible says take up your cross, doesn't it? That's not easy. I'm, I'm not... Uh, I'm not the super spiritual one you think I am. I've wrestled with God over my cross. I've said, God, I don't, I don't want to carry a cross. Amen. I've, I've, I've talked to God about my cross at times, and, and I feel like God's told me, I don't, want you, I don't want you to just carry it. I want you to turn around and embrace it. I want you to love that cross I gave you. So I don't know if I can do that, God. Well, this is your opportunity to be in my kingdom and my will. But that hurts. That's a burden. That's, that, that causes shame to carry a cross. Amen. Sometimes the seasons you're in are painful. They hurt. Loneliness has been one of those consistent enemies that, that, that just, just makes you feel so, so hopeless when you're alone. Makes it seem so unfair. And you can look around and see all the people that aren't... Because loneliness isn't showing up on your face either. So you don't know the people that are hurting behind that smile. The people that are there saying, I just wish she would understand. I just wish he would understand. I wish there could be more. But when you can take that time and say, okay, God... Show me the beauty in this season. Show me the beauty in this time. Whether it's you're wondering why, why you don't have close friends, why you don't have a, a spouse, or why your spouse doesn't understand. And take some time and say, okay, God. Number one, I know you understand. I know you know how bad this hurts. Number two, Lord, you... You've put, you're putting people in my life that I need at this time. You're putting some things together for me that, that are greater than my expectations, that are going to meet the needs that I have more than if I get it my way and in my time. But, Lord, I also want to realize that I'm in a season right now. I'm not believing that it's going to be forever. I'm not believing that it's going to be just this is the way it's going to be. But Lord, in this season, God, help me. Help me to focus on what I need to be focused on, Lord. Is it hearing your voice? Is it getting, getting over, overcoming sin in my life? Is it something in my life that, that I need a, a, a solid foundation that I haven't really had?
Is there something I'm missing, God? Is there something I'm missing? That it would just be so... That you've got me here in this season for a beautiful purpose. Help me. Help me to see that. See, God's... God knows what you're facing. God knows what you're going through. And and He's got a plan. He's got a plan. It's not that... It's got to be your will and your way and your time. But God's got this beautiful plan for you. And if you'll just take every step carefully and say, Okay, God, I'm going to trust you with this. I'm going to trust you today. Through tears, I'm going to thank you for for being my God. And, and through hurt, I'm going to look for the, for the people that you've sent to strengthen me and to help me. And, and Lord, if it's not exactly what I expected, that's all right. Let your will be done. And that, Lord, if, if you will, just help me to focus on finding your purpose in this season of loneliness. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Sometimes we don't understand the season we're in. And it is a battle. It, is, it isn't easy. Sometimes there's things we desperately want in our lives and, and we don't have them. But God is still God. We need to get our eyes on Him and say, God, help me to to look past, Lord, my will and start seeing what You're doing in me. Is God preparing you? Is God refining you at this time? Has God got some plans right now in this season for you that... He wants you to be focused on more than anything. Listen. I know we're impatient sometimes. I know it's not easy. Oh, hallelujah. But God takes the solitary and sets them in families. God brings people into your life that can sharpen you, that can build in you to be an example for you. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, I appreciate these that have come to pray. How about you? Why don't you make your way out and talk to God? Blessing in this house, waiting for.
Lord, to be sensitive to you. Your voice, lead us. Perfect us, God. Work in us. Lord, work in me, God. Help me to understand what you're doing in me during this season in my life. Help me not to miss, Lord, the lessons you're teaching me. Help me, Lord, to realize you're putting people in my life. You're working for things things for good, Lord. Though I'm fighting a battle of loneliness, God, I'm, I want you to help me to, Lord, to find that beauty. Find, Lord God, just your purpose in this season. Blessing in this house. against our our hearts and our minds at times. Sometimes you have to override every instinct in you to hide. Reach out to your friends. Reach out to those around you. Reach out for, for strength and support. Against everything you feel. Because the enemy will try to capitalize on this season you're going through. Pull you down and try to destroy your faith. Try to isolate you in a way that the people that God is bringing in your life can't be effective to help you. Help you face that purpose in this season. God's working. God's working. Trust Him today. Father, I pray for my brothers and sisters. I pray, Lord, I believe there's, Lord, there's several in this house that really, Lord God, need this. But each one of us, God, I know, fights these battles, God, in one way or another. Help us, I pray, Lord, to just draw near to you and help. Help us, Lord, to just continue, Lord, to just seek you, Lord, and the beauty of, of your purpose, Lord, during this season. Lord, help us. Lord, bring strength. Bring 
help, Lord. You said you wouldn't leave us comfortless, but you'd come to us, God. Be that comfort, be that strength in our our time of need, Lord. Lord, that we can still, Lord, grow and learn and shine our light to others, even in the battle. Hallelujah. Let's all stand. Father, thank you. Thank you for your presence here tonight, Lord. Thank you for just everything you've done today throughout the service. And Lord, we ask you please to go with us, Lord. Minister to every need. Help us, God, to just rely on you and continue to work in us. Continue to work in us, Lord, to be everything you've called us to be. Bless each one, Lord, I pray. Keep your hand upon us as we travel, Lord, and just shine your light through each one of us. Lord, we give you the glory. We give you the thanks. We ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen. God bless you, church.